Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The return of football is always worth celebrating and Beer 52 are generously offering free beer to you while watching your team from the comfort of your own home. They're offering eight craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries on the planet for free. And all you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash Chels and just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members and they send a brand new case to you every month. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and all over the USA and Europe. As an independent British company, Beer 52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment. Don't worry though, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com slash chels to get your first case of eight beers for just $5.95. That's beer52.com chels. There's no script. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea. Uh, it's me, Andy Saunders, still on my own. Kerry, uh, as you probably know if you're a long-time listener or regular listener, uh, is in hospital, but I can report that he had his operation today. So he's currently in intensive care, um, recovering from open-heart surgery. So we wish you all the best, Kerry, and I'm sure all the listeners out there are sending you positive thoughts and hoping that you'll be back with us shortly but joining me to uh, to fill that void i've got rick glanville only the official chelsea historian and friend of the pod how are you rick good how are you i'm all right i've spoken to you for ages i don't think i've been spoken to you throughout the pandemic you're looking well i just got back from three weeks in devon where it was windy windy and rainy not rainy windy cloudy i painted my mum's beach hut came back for the crystal palace game 
watched Liverpool in a pub full of Chelsea fans. So brilliant. <laughs> I feel great. Good. We'll come on and find out a little bit more about what you've been up to. I'm also joined here by Michael Mooch. Mooch to all his friends. Mooch, how yes. are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. Tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Um, well, I'm a comedy club promoter and comedian um, and long-time listener of this pod, if I'm Amazing. perfectly honest. So when I was asked to sort of be part of it, I was, I was, I was giddy, giddy with the excitement. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, I, I run a, a club called the Vauxhall Comedy Club in surprisingly Vauxhall. Um, and, yeah, long-time Chelsea fan, excited to be part of this pod. Amazing. And are, are you uh, are you a regular at the bridge? Uh, not really. No, if I'm honest, uh, I'd love to be. Um, I grew up around there. I grew up at Ilbrook Common, so I used to go when I was over that side of London. Uh, but now with sort of work commitments and that, um, I'm sort of all over the all over the place. So I can't really yeah. get to games. Uh, Comedy's a very weekend thing, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to mess you up in terms of uh, watching football. And also joining us is uh, Eugene McCaffrey, uh, longtime Chelsea fan. Eugene, how are you? Um, I'm very well, thank you. Good. And you are a regular at the bridge, right? I'm not a regular at the bridge. No, the no. last I'm not a season ticket holder. The last uh, the last time I was there actually was for um, the Liverpool game just before lockdown, just right. before lockdown number one, uh, the two 0 win um, where uh, Billy Gibson absolutely shone in that Billy game. Gilmore. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do get to the old game, um, but uh, not so far this season. I've been just watching on the box. I love the fact that we, we you, the listeners can't see this, but we're doing this on Zoom, so we have the video. And I'm, I'm looking at you in your, in your Chelsea shrine, which I presume <laughs> is a shed of some sort, but it's, it's well decorated. It is very much the shed end. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my wife's probably glad that this sort of stuff is uh, down here. I, I, I got the flags out. And uh, she she gave me an expression of horror. No, not that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm toning it down a bit. Eugene, it's actually a shed, isn't it? I can see some plant yeah. life breaking yeah. through in the through the door. Yeah, it is. There, there, <laughs> there is some DIY gets done here, but there's quite a lot of um, football watching as well gets done here. So Excellent. One man in his shed. Um <laughs> Look, we're here to talk about um, two things. Firstly, we're going to have a chat about the Crystal Palace game um, from the weekend. And then we're going to take a a bit of a break. And then we're going to record a preview of the Liverpool game, which will go out later in the week. So let's crack straight on and talk about Crystal Palace. A little bit of a bogey team for us in uh, in recent years, Rick. Kind of, yeah. Our record isn't... Too bad against uh, against them generally, but I suppose it's all relative, isn't it? They're not a very good side, and yet occasionally they pop up and land one on us. Pardew always seem to do quite well against. Yeah, us. I was yeah. going to say it's not Roy Hodgson. Uh, his teams were were always obdurate, but we generally found a way past them. Um, and Zaha, you know, start for a star player, he hasn't always shone against us, but um, there was. Just as I don't know if you fellas feel it as well, there was just a sense that all the confidence after the uh, winning the Champions League and obviously the, the Super Cup has bolstered that as well. But there seems to be something, there's a feeling about this season. And I think yeah. even going into the Palace game, we felt that, didn't we? And yeah. 
we, I mean, we, we, sort of, we sort of covered Palace uh, last week, so we don't have to go into it. But I just wanted to kind of just talk about it a little bit with the, with the new guys, as it were, first mm-hmm. game of the season. Um, obviously, Trevor Challa, but we, you know, that was a that was a, an enjoyable first game of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was. Uh, I mean, we we also. Uh, Chaloba in the in the Super Cup, and it was it was great seeing sort of a youth player come through and do so well. And it was a bit of a like, I don't know if it was a shock or not, but it was great to see him sort of reproduce that again in the Premier Premier League. So it was, it's I love to see it. You love to see sort of your homegrown players coming through. Um, I don't know if he's going to be starting, you know, uh, more than sort of like 10, 15 games a season. Um, but it's 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 great to see and it gives you food for thought whether this Kunde guy is going to come in and and sort of um, challenge for a place or just be sort of more of a rotational player when we've got someone as good as him. Interesting. And Eugene, did you enjoy the first game of the season? Yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit of a banana thing because like really just two couple of days after the, the Super Cup and uh, a, a, an early kickoff, I think it was, was it? Um, but, um, y- yeah, I, you know, absolutely delighted with the result. Um, uh, you know, got, got off to a fly with Alonso. Um, uh, you know, Pulisic seemed to do what he does only against Palace, um, which is still... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, and and Chalabar got his goal, which was a great moment for him, and really moving. You know, he's been at the club since he was eight, and it's lovely to see someone who's had a kind of long time in the shadows, gone out on loan here, there, and everywhere, and come back into the first team and put on, you know, putting two really good performances in those games. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic result. But it could have been a banana skin for us, I think. But a good three, a good three points, and and set us up nicely for the weekend's game against Arsenal. Yeah, not Liverpool, as I said. I'm sorry about. I'm not a time traveller. I didn't go ahead. <laughs> Liverpool, time. Liverpool coming up. It was Ooh. Arsenal that I watched with the loads of Chelsea fans. Can but I just so, pick up on what Eugene was saying? Yeah, Andy, sure. Which I think is really important that three of the five goals we've scored so far seem to have been. Beautifully celebrated. Uh, you mentioned Trevor Chalabar. I'd say also Reese, the way that, you know, you, you, the passion that he showed, and obviously um, the goal from Romelu that we no doubt go on to talk, talk about. But three fellas who love the club, it's in their blood. And when they scored for us, you could really feel the passion. And I think, given that we've got crowds back in this season, I think. Moments like that are really helping to bond this current team with the supporters really I th- well. I think that's a really good point. And, and, and again, we will we'll come on and talk about the goals. But do you think this team now has a, a, a personality, an identity that perhaps was missing for quite some time? What do you think, Moose? Do you think that we've, we've got, we've got a, a sort of a personality back now? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got our talisman up front. Um, and I w- obviously we've been linked to Haaland over the summer. Um, and uh, if, if I was perfectly honest, I would have loved to have him at the club. But I think it, you raise a great point that, you know, Lukaku is Chelsea through and through and he wanted to be at the club. And that means such, so much to fans. And I think to the manager as well, you know, if you've got someone who wants to play at the club rather than someone who uh, has got a dodgy agent who you know will be causing issues in two or three years like, you know, Haaland and possibly Raiola will, will well, possibly, definitely will be happening. Um, I think we've got like the same sort of swagger about us 
um, as when we had someone like Diego Costa or Didier at the at, 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 at the front of the team. It, it makes yeah. such a difference, and it's what we were lacking last season. What do you think, Eugene? Do you think that we're now... We, you know, it just felt to me that in the last couple of seasons, we've been a little bit lacking in, 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 in any kind of personality. Do you think that people think of Chelsea, they immediately think, you know, this is a youthful, dynamic team that are playing great football? It, 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 have, we got, have we got our mojo back a little bit, do you think? I think that's really come in with Tuchel, though, you know, because I think there, there, were, there were clearly these elements that were there um, under Frank, and um, somehow I don't think Frank could combine them. You know, there were players who he, you know, didn't really seem to be part of the future of Chelsea in his eyes. Players like Aspilicetta, who, who, you know, started really hardly featuring, Alonso as well, I think. But, you know, Tuchel seemed to come in and... You know, he. I think his initial messages were very much, I'm looking at everyone, everyone starts from the same position here. But he seemed quite quickly to alight on the elements that could he saw as part of his plan. You know, for, for some reason early on, it seemed to me that, that Tammy um, dropped out of the running. Now, not not quite sure. Maybe he just felt, look, I don't want a developing striker. I, I want... I want the real deal. I, I, I want, you know, someone who is a kind of established striker or whatever in the side. But I, I think that he has brought an identity to the club. He has got these players playing for him. And, you know, really good point uh, there about the fact that the way these goals are being celebrated, um, that they really do seem to be combining the various elements into a real team. And I think people do look on us now Look at the way that, that you know, Arsenal have been talking about us recently as, as being there, being streets ahead, years of, years ahead. I wouldn't have said that eight months ago. I wouldn't have. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think eight months ago we looked like a developing side, but maybe that's the typical effect. So let's have a chat about the um, the, the the Arsenal game then. Um, I suppose one of the big surprises was seeing Lukaku come straight into the team. Was that something that you expected, Rick? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think uh, it was clear that uh, Tommy wanted a, a a big striker, and I don't mean a you know like a, a large one. I mean a, a sort of a, a, a top tier striker. Well, he got a but large think- one as well. <laughs> he did, and uh, and after uh, and uh, having got that one in, and then he, he started training on Tuesday, and I was very confident that he was going to start. What I wasn't so certain about was how he was going to fit into our system. You know, you just never know. And given our recent track record with big yeah. centre forward signings, you know, there was I think lots of people shared my scepticism, but I'd heard really good stuff, stuff that was coming from the training ground about mm. how he was linking. And I've got to say the stuff that Romelu has been coming out with in his interviews. I mean, have we had a more articulate footballer for, I don't know, for maybe five, 10 years or something like that. The way he talks about the game and the way he talks about his position in the squad and how everything uh, he's directed towards the team rather than him as an individual, although he's happy to talk about that side of things and about what 
how he talked about how he was integrating, how he'd known some of the the what were youth players when he was first here and are now in the team because they'd shown him around town when he first arrived 10 years mm. ago. All those, and I'm asking them what they want from me and they're telling, you know, and I'm telling them what I want from them. I mean, it just seemed like he's become like a gel, a real gelling player, uh, uniting all these different different bits uh, of the team. And I, I so I, I was, once I saw all that stuff, I thought he's got to start, mm. especially against Arsenal, come on. And what you do know. you think? Oh, well, yes, absolutely. And what do you what do you think, Moose? Were you surprised or were you pleased, or how did you feel when you saw him on the starting lineup? I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, um, the only thing I was slightly concerned about is is that you know they've all got these if they're transferred from abroad, they've got these ten day quarantines and all that. So I wasn't really mm. sure how much training he yeah. was going to have and how much involvement before the game he was going to have. But I, I, you know, I expect him to start all the big games um, and. When he when he was when he was there, he looked like he'd been he hadn't left, mm. for, you know, ten odd years ago, or whatever. So it was it was great to see. Um, and one thing that I'm I love to see is the link up play. Like like Definitely. his assists uh, is going to really really just allow players like Werner, like Pulisic, like Mount, like Havertz to 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 go from you know a handful of goals to hopefully uh, into double digits. Missing piece of the jigsaw, UG. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, it was it was obvious to the world and his wife um, last season that, that that's what we needed. We needed that focal point and we needed um, a, a kind of definite, confident goal scorer. Um, we haven't that, but I, I was... I was kind of, I think I'd heard a story, maybe it was like Saturday or something like that, that it was likely only to come on in the second half. So I suppose, I, you know, I, I was maybe out of the three of us, I was the one who was surprised. Uh, to see him start, but very glad. For him. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I mean, sometimes I mean, just just because we have a habit, or, or Premier League football teams have a habit of starting their new signings from the bench, it just seems to be a thing. But I think Rick's right, and and Mooch is right. Once you heard those stories coming out of, you know, of the training ground, once you saw him being interviewed, and and also you know listening to Thomas Tuchel about what he wanted from a striker, it, it makes complete sense that he did. I, I suppose the other surprise maybe was Chalaba not starting, Rick. Yeah, I can see that. I think, uh, although Trevor's not really as young as some of the other uh, recent debutants, he's a novice in terms of the Premier League and he will need nursing in and out every every now and then. And I can see probably as well that um, uh, he wanted to play Rhys James, so he wanted to play Cesar Azpilicueta at on the right of that position and therefore there wasn't really a role for Trevor. So I can see what he was thinking, you know, Arsenal play with their advanced fullback. He wanted to take care of Tierney and he wanted Cesar to lock that side off. So I can see why he, he wanted to keep Cesar in there and why Trevor wouldn't, wouldn't play. So I, I wasn't that, that surprised by that. I was a possibly more concerned when Kante didn't start because I mean, like I'm sure all of us just love him and think he's our best player um, has been anyway. And um, so I don't want, I hope that him starting on the bench against a big rival isn't, doesn't presage another season of interruptions with injuries and lingering and not getting over it and going away for internationals and missing out games. So I really hope that he gets fully fit soon. Yeah, I think it was a fitness thing rather than a, ta- a, a tactical mm. or, or, or a, yeah. a, a choice thing, wasn't it? I mean, we started with Mendy and goal. 
Uh, Aspilicueta, Christensen and Rudiger as a back three. Alonso uh, keeping his place over Chilwell. Uh, and James as the full-backs. Uh, Jorginho and Kovacic. That's uh, Ballon d'Or uh, shortlisted uh, Jorginho <laughs> yes. uh, and Kovacic. Uh, Mount and Havertz sitting behind Romelu Lukaku. What do you think about the Jorginho thing? Are you, were you a Jorginho a lover or a hater, Eugene? Or were you were you just you know nonplussed about him? Uh, I'm not necessarily a, a hater, but I've, I find he's one of those really kind of marmite players. Mm. And, um, I, I've I've kind of I've been on probably both sides of the line. I'm, I'm a bit more on the fence about Jorginho still, which is quite amazing when you realise you know the summer he's had, you know uh, he's obviously Ballon d'Or li- listed now. I kind of, you know, maybe like a lot of us, I'm wondering whether that's right. I thought he'd come with Sari and leave with Sari. He seemed to be kind of umbilically attached to Sari. Uh, <laughs> he's kept his place. He's kept his place in the team. You know, um, uh, you know, great. One of the great penalty takers, I think, for Chelsea, must be worth his place in the side just for that. So you're never thinking that much about penalties. Um, but you know, it, 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 sometimes you 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 kind of wonder: Does he in that side? Is he is he best playing alongside someone like Kovacic, or is he best playing with someone who really kind of root out the ball and you know kind of get into tackles like Kante? But mm. you know, um, he's he, he's clearly he doesn't need me to speak up for him. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I must admit, I have, I have. Jorginho has frustrated me in the past. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jorginho for, for, you know, for, for a lot of reasons. But you know, I must admit that he's frustrated me in the past. I think I'm starting to understand a little bit more, particularly under Tuka, what he does in the team now. Do you, are you finding that, Rick? I mean, I know you're a, you know, a big supporter of all of all the players anyway. Um, were you always as convinced on Jorginho? Um, I'd say less as you would be now. I'm less convinced by Jorginho and Kovacic as a pair. Uh, I I can see the the value in either one of those playing alongside Akante, um, but I can also see that it's a there's a potential trade up if we replaced either of those two with someone else coming in. Because uh, I, I don't think we can improve on Kante. But but one thing I would say, Eugene, I don't know whether. Um, George is going to be on penalties now that uh, Romelu's around. I think Romelu's going to snap those up because he wants to, he'll want to get the numbers. But um, that's, but I think look, you can't argue with the performances that uh, Jorginho's put in it at key moments, big matches, finals, Super Cups, all these sorts of things. Uh, where I think him and Cover are less effective is against some of the more mundane op- opponents or where we need more surging from midfield. We need mm. more box to box stuff mm. where we need to make the running. Oh, um, and, and it's all about concentration and physicality because you can mob him and you yeah. can overrun him. Both uh, of them. In fact, Virginia and Kovacic, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not yeah, forget yeah. that. So, you know, uh, there's there is possibly room for improvement, but I'm not definitely not a, a Jorginho hater at all. No. And 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 on the Alonso point about Chilwell and Alonso, is it is it fair to say that Chilwell will play against certain opposition and Alonso will play against certain opposition, or is Alonso getting the nod now because Alonso just seems to be in form? What do, what do we think about that, Mooch? Well, I I, I 
probably think Chilwell is the is the is the first choice. I think you know th- he started the Champions League final. Um, I think it's 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 about getting getting uh, uh, sharing games between the two, and they, they are slightly different players. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's Alonso is a striker at left back. It's he's just he gives yeah. us such you know <laughs> he's, he's he's a threat on on free kicks, um, and he's improved massively. Well, from what I've seen this season. Um, from you know getting caught out of position, I mean, because he's not the most dynamic of left backs. Mm. Uh, but you know, when when we're when we're when he's pinning back the opposition right back, it's 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 all gravy. Um, and I think with, with one thing about Tuchel is he he he, he sort of changes his team um, and and uh, to, to to sort of match the opposition sometimes, um, which I think is. It, it, lends itself when we've got players like Jorginho who who does have a different set of skills to cover uh, or Kante or possibly this Saul, Saul um, Niguez guy we might be uh, um, signing possibly on loan. Mm. Mason Mount, Eugene, what, what, what do you think about Mason at the moment? I mean, he where, where, where do you where do you like seeing Mason play? When when you see us playing, I mean, there there was a you know Gary on the podcast, Gary Hayes on the podcast <laughs> last week wants him to drop back into midfield, which I think is a you know is 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 silly. Um, but you know, what, what do you think? Do you, do you like him in that kind of attacking role? Yeah, I think he's. I mean, you know, Mason. You know, when you see him at his best, he's making things happen on the pitch. He, you know, he is the guy. I think sometimes last season when we seemed to be struggling for a bit of inf- inspiration. When Mason would just make the move, he'd make the attacking move. He'd run into the box with the ball at his feet, you know, which is just sometimes when you see those games when it's pass, 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 you you just want someone to play dynamically. And uh, I, I think Mason has got that. He's a very sort of instinctive player. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to see him dropping too far back, dropping back into midfield. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him you know, more in a more attacking uh, position than that. But, you know, Mason is a very young player and he's Mm. getting an awful lot of games for his age. And, um, you know, I do wonder from time to time whether he needs a break. But, you know, Mason and and Tommy Tucker will know the answer to that. Two players that didn't start, but um, one of whom came on, um, Ziyech and Pulisic. Where are they going to fit in long term? If you've got uh, Lukaku, Mount, and Havertz, and then of course you've got Werner as well. Where are Werner, Ziyech, and, and Pulisic going to fit in? I mean, obviously, and Hudson Adoy, long... yeah, and Hudson Adoy. So that's four players, four creative attacking players. We have a, a wealth of riches up front, don't we, Rick? We do, but it's going to be a really well. We hope a really long season, and we've got the World Club Cup that's going to. Postpone matches, and we're going to in have Japan. Yeah, of, we're going to have lots of. Uh, we're coming into a period if we go anywhere in the Carabao Cup, where we're going to have lots of three game weeks, and he's going to spread it around. He's going to pick and choose, uh, as Moosh was just saying, pick and choose who plays against whom. I mean, you know, we're playing Liverpool. They've got Trent Alexander-Arnold. What you want there, possibly, is someone who's got the pace to really push him back. Uh, you know, look after him going forward, but also worry him enough, Alexander-Arnold, to stay back. And I think that's not perhaps something that Alonso can do. He's got the goal threat, but he hasn't got the the sort of the stamina and the running, which Ben has. So I think uh, 
it's a long season. There are going to be injury suspensions. I think they're all going to get a game, um, or you hope so. Whether they'll all be happy with not being the first choice, that's down to the coach. This is where we're going to see how good Thomas is handling all of these people. He's done brilliantly so far. I think. I think um, there's what well, that's seven players that we mentioned for six for three positions. Mm. Um, and I think if, if of course we play the three up front, yeah, yeah, that's true. If we could, we could be playing um, Werner and Lukaku uh, as a front two, which I'm, which I would really like to see. Um, but then again, it does you know, shave more more positions out off for 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 those seven players. Um, and you do worry about it. One thing I, I love Mount, I think he's like a coach's dream. Um, but if I'm playing devil's advocate, I think you probably want to see more goals and more assists coming from him. Um, mm. But he is young, and it, that's one of the things that you know. Um, it's it's on Twitter a lot, and don't get me wrong, I don't listen to everyone on Twitter, but it is Definitely it not. is a fact that you know he's played a lot of games, a lot of minutes, and he doesn't have as many assists and as goals as as you would like from someone playing in a front three. Got but, one on got one on, on uh, the weekend, didn't he? I mean, yeah, that was no, a... I look, I'm I'm not I'm not for a second. Yeah. I know, uh, what, you, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just you have to look at the numbers, but he's, you, you, when you watch him and you see what he does on the pitch. You kind of you, you give him some grace. You know what though, Mooch? He does lots of what aren't assists but are aids. The number yeah. of times he wins the ball and initiates a, a counter or whatever um that leads to a goal, but he won't get the credit for it. That happens an awful lot. Well, and you need to be looking you need quality. to be looking the at the expected threat statistic, apparently. XT. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I think it, it it's it it's a it shows a lot when every manager he's played under. Uh, is picking him, whether it's Gareth Southgate, Frank Absolutely Lampard, right. Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. He's the first on the on on on, well, one of the first on the, on the team sheet with all of those coaches. Yeah, uh, he's 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 definitely not um, not represented, but uh, his value is not represented by his stats. Let, 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 let's be honest. Arsenal were a bit rubbish, weren't they? they? They've had a poor start to the season. They look like a team that hasn't played much together. Uh, I, I think that um, Mikel Arteta is probably nailed on first manager to go this season if he oh. carries on, if he carries on like this. Um, but you know, we, we, hey? well, we're we, all crying for. We, we came out the traps fast. <laughs> we we played very well. Fifteen minutes in, Romelu Lukaku uh, started his second Chelsea career uh, with a tap in, but uh, got himself in a great position. And he was an absolute threat throughout the whole game. So even though Arsenal were, I think, very poor, I think Lukaku really showed what, what he's going to add this season. One thing I wanted to, to, to talk about a little bit was our defensive shape, because uh, I don't think we looked that solid. I don't think they caused us that many problems, but I'd be slightly concerned if, if, if we weren't a little bit more solid come the weekend against Liverpool, for example, or, or am I overreacting a little bit? Well, we still haven't had a goal conceded this, you know, no. <laughs> so, and um, Thomas Tuchel's defensive record is, is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. Uh, but the asset, I mean, you know, an Arsenal team with, let's be honest, a lot of first team players missing is not the acid test that Liverpool on Saturday is going to be. Um, and I think that's, it, this is what, um, well, I'm, I'm enjoying the moment now and I'm enjoying the giddy sort of excitement of, are we going to storm the league? But Saturday is going to be when, uh, when, when we really see if Lukaku can do it against you know Van Dijk and and if uh, if the defense can 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 keep at bay one of the the prem's 
most fiercest attacks. Rob Holding should have scored, shouldn't he, from that header? Should have absolutely buried that header. You know, that's what I'm worried about. Those little moments that we've got away with a little bit. You know, um, I, I, I am overreacting. They didn't cause us that many threats. It was it was an easy win in the end. But do you know what I'm saying, Rick? Or or am I talking nonsense? Arsenal are weirdly very good at set plays at both ends. Mm. They had the best record in the league last year at defending set plays. And uh, they and one of the best in terms of chance creation at set play. So they are dangerous in those areas. And you're you know you're playing at uh, the uh, the new library, the Emirates. Mm. Although the crowd did try to get behind them for about fifteen minutes, <laughs> and so there was a lot of pressure. They are going to they are going to create chances, but and also the other factor is this is early season. Yes, it's pretty much the same back line, but they are still bedding in and they're still getting back into their muscle memory of of, of uh, how they're doing these things. I, I just think we made them look really bad as well. I, th- I don't think we should underestimate mm. how we will, I think, this season dictate the tempo and the, and the pattern of play. The fact that Arsenal have no discernible pattern of play, and I've never seen an Arsenal uh, team sort of quite so plotless, Devoid. clueless... It was, it, it was incredible. You just look at them. You can't really discern any uh, any coaching, training, anything. It's absolutely remarkable. Yeah, um, but, it, was, but that, it was very poor. But that aside, we are a very good team. And if we can continue to impose ourselves, uh, then, you know, and I, I, I think even if we do concede, we look like we've got a couple of gears that we can step up to um, go down the other end and get a few more. Well, that's true, isn't it, Eugene? Every time we went over the halfway line, it looked like we could score. I thought so, yeah. But, you know, coming back to that original question about the defence, we seem to be playing at times a bit of a high line, maybe just kind of getting forward, pushing up. And I thought we looked vulnerable a few times from that. You know, I, I think a better side than Arsenal at the moment would have made something of the chances they actually got in that game. Um, it was a bit like when we took the foot off the pedal in the mind series a couple of weeks before and uh, they, they got back into the game and, you know, unlucky actually at the end, very unlucky not to get a draw in, in that game. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, th- th- there's something something going on in uh, at the back at the minute. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is, but absolutely agree that the, the real acid test is this Saturday and how we turn up um, there, um, you know, Liverpool will be looking at the same. You know, they, they've had a couple of games, I think, Burnley and Norwich, that they probably looked ahead of and thought they ought to win. Yeah. I think, um, you know, this is a different thing. This is a different game Saturday. Well, let's wrap this part one uh, of this week's podcast up there because we're going to stop now and then we are going to record a preview for the Liverpool game on Saturday so this is the end of part one uh thank you for listening um join us again on Saturday uh where we will have a preview of the Liverpool game for you thank you Rick thank you Mooch and thank you Eugene this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net sports social podcast network Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.